0: Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned in to another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started... Um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if you all are familiar or not with Prize platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a hundred percent instant match deposit of up to a hundred dollars. So you deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred back. Let's say you deposit fifty, you get fifty back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys: you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections more or less, um, you get up to twenty-five percent or twenty-five times. Money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28 and a half points, LeBron over seven and a half rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86 and a half rush yards. And let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on and on and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR. Anything you could possibly want. It is on there. I promise guys. Prize picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3Bets. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3bets if you want to sign up for prize picks. Okay, guys. I know y'all tuning into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started. Um, We got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is PrizePix. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with PrizePix platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3Bets, you will receive 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back and so on and so forth. Um, How it works, guys, you pick two to six players and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over seven and a half rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on on and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR. Anything you could possibly want. It is on there. I promise, guys. Prize picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP three bets. It takes about sixty seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP three bets if you want to sign up for prize picks. One Okay, guys, we're back after a quick break here, and I had to complain about uh, college basketball officials pushing totals over. But anyway, that's this conversation for another day. Let's talk about the Pac-12 tournament played in Las Vegas. This would be a fun one to go to, honestly. You have the number one seed, UCLA Bruins, followed up by Arizona as the number two seed. UCLA is plus 110. I believe that actually changed. They're like minus 130 now. They're the number one overall team currently in college basketball the Arizona Wildcats are currently plus, um, 210 to win this USC the 3 seeds at plus 800 Oregon the 4 is plus 12 and Arizona State is plus 1500 at that point ben is there anybody you see besides UCLA winning this
1: i'm pulling up the uh, give me a i'm going to pull up the tournament bracket so i can see who i think has the easier path
0: yeah, Let's I mean, here. Arizona has a pretty easy path when I look at this. I mean, I think Arizona State might pull it up. I mean, Arizona State's kind of played their way into almost being on the bubble. If they could come out here and beat USC and then beat UCLA, I mean, and then beat Arizona, I think they can get into the tournament. If they can play a competitive game with Arizona, it's going to be tough. But ultimately, I don't see any way that this is not Arizona versus UCLA, and UCLA yeah. beating them for a third time this season and winning the conference title.
1: I think a sleeper – is Oregon. And I think if Washington state beats Cal and then beats Oregon, I think they're the best sleeper, but I'm just, I'm going to go with Arizona here. I, there's too much size, too much experience mm-hmm. for the guard position. Kerr can be erratic, but I mean, I, I would just go with Arizona.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't hate your pick to go to Arizona just to see if they can pull the upset here on UCLA, but I just feel like the UCLA is just dominated this conference all season long. Mick Cronin plays well in tournament settings. He always has. I just feel like the UCLA is going to come out here and just dominate everybody. Once again, I mean, see, the thing is like, I wish a team like Washington state or Oregon was on the bottom half of the bracket and they didn't have to go through UCLA to the championship and they could get a little bit more steam going. I feel like the bottom half's a little bit, more aware that you could see the upset. I just don't really see any value, to be honest with you, in betting on any of these teams to win these conference tournaments. I mean, when you look at it, these teams have to win multiple games to win the conference tournaments. It's not even worth it. Like, Kansas feels like free money, but then when you look at it, Kansas has to win three games. I mean, if you just bet the money line every single game, you'd get a bigger return on that than you would on actually betting them just to win the conference tournament and sweating that out for them to win three games, you know? So it's the thing that sucks. There's not really any value – but I had to take one bet out of all these teams you've recommended be NC State at plus 1200 just as a little sprinkle but I mean at the same time you got to think about it after NC State gets gets out of that second game they're going to be such heavy underdogs I and mean, all the I mean Clemson that'll probably be close to a pick but after that they'll be at least catching four or five points which means they'll be over plus 200 so I mean if you just bet on the money line every single time you probably come out with like double the odds you know with like plus twenty four hundred dollars instead so I don't know. That's just the way I see it. With all these, um, Ben is, there UCLA is one of
1: the most experienced. UCLA is one of the most experienced teams in in uh, in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. who did anyone not come back? Who they have?
0: Uh, Peyton uh, Watson and Juzang both are gone. Peyton Watson's on um the he's play. Peyton Watson's on the Nuggets now, and Juzang is on the Jazz now. I know that, but so okay. they still have Hawkes. They still have um that guard Tiger Campbell, the, yep yeah. the Tiger,
1: and the big man Cody Riley or something. Yep, Riley. Cody Riley. Yep. Um, their experience, Mick Cronin obviously knows how to coach this team. It's another top These these tournaments are tough. Arguably, arguably, the conference tournaments are just as good as every just as every bit Absolutely. as good as March Madness, if not better than some of the weekends.
0: I'm not going to lie. Conference tournaments in the first weekend of March Madness, in my opinion, are like the two best weekends of sports. I mean, you can't beat it. At 2 o'clock today, I was sitting at my desk at work watching an ACC basketball game. I mean, what is better than that on a Tuesday, you know? like. There's nothing better than that. I think it's a great weekend. If anything, betting wise, guys, my biggest advice to y'all would be I would really look at like once you get to the point where that you're on, like the where that these teams have played a game. I actually like kind of like these teams a little bit more that have played a game going up against these teams that haven't played a game yet obviously not as much going up against the one seeds and tournaments where it's like the ACC and you have a ton of teams in there, but like these conferences that don't have as many teams in them. I like the teams that haven't played as many games, the big 10. I like a lot of these underdogs. I mean, a lot of these teams that are on the bubble guys, I like them catching the points the team, in my opinion, teams that are on the bubble. If they're catching points, you want to take them, but if they're giving points, you want to fade them in those spots, I think, cause they'll play a lot tighter, you know? So I, that's that's my biggest piece of advice going into them. I think it's going to be a great week. I really think there's going to be a lot of insanity. I mean, the number one seeds don't win these conference tournaments a lot of the time.
1: My team is one of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ben, do you want to? Do you even want to win this conference tournament?
1: Oh yeah, are you kidding me? All right, me, champion.
0: But don't you think you're going to have tired legs going the first week of March Madness? I guess you're not as worried as you going to play a 16 seed in an eight or a nine.
1: I mean, you do like. I mean, you get the. Teams that have to do the playing games, they they have to play first. So you kind of do get a couple of days off. Listen, whether you make the conference tournament championship or not, to win March, you have to mm-hmm. go on a run. What do you? Uh, how many? How many? Is it five games, six games, five games? You have to win in March Madness. Am I math right?
0: You there's the round of sixty four, round of thirty two. Um, sixteen, eight, four, one. So six games.
1: Yeah. So you got to win six games no matter what. So your legs are going to be tired regardless. You know.
0: Hmm. And like for Alabama too, you know, like
1: the thing. is I they're think. The it, one I team. think Alabama needs to play because they're a team that they're a very streaky shooting team. Yeah. That right. Like right now, the last month of the season, go look at their shooting percentages as a team. They ain't shooting the ball well. Now this is a team that doesn't solely rely on the three, but. They're not going to win many games the way that they're shooting the basketball right now. Um, so, I certainly don't want a first round exit in the SEC tournament. I want them to get their stroke back, their shooting stroke back. I want them to get their legs underneath them with a little bit of adrenaline, with a little bit of nerves mm-hmm. playing, because that's exactly how it's going to be in March. They're, they've had a great season. So, their first game, maybe first two games, are going to be close proximity. Which means they get somewhat of a home game. I mean, if yeah. they play Birmingham, I mean that that's that's a home game. Are you
0: a, are you going um, to try to go to the game if they're in
1: Birmingham? We'll see. Um, I'll have to check the dates. And uh, I mean, Selection Sunday is in five days, so I guess I'll I'll have an answer then.
0: Well, Ben, if Kennesaw's out in Birmingham too, we might have the boys might have to pack t- it it's up an and easy, take it on the
1: road. Yeah, it's an easy drive from Atlanta, and honestly, the arena. I went to the Bama Gonzaga game yeah. in Birmingham this year. The arena is pretty nice.
0: Yeah. No, then I mean, a, yeah, I do. I remember that. Um,
1: yeah, Team Timmy I'm, went for like 32 and 14.
0: Yeah, dude, that was an insane game for Timmy. That was before Brandon Real or really bust on the scene as who, what is the kind of guy he is or is the type of stud player that he is. I'm not going to talk about the other stuff, but, um, dumbass human stud player. Uh, absolutely, Ben. Um, Anyway though, guys, I'm fired up for March Madness. I'm very excited. Um b- looking forward to all these games. I mean, tomorrow we have a couple more conference turn. Term- I believe the Big Ten gets going tomorrow. It the does. Uh, Big East gets going as well tomorrow since they finish up on Saturday. I think Ohio SC- State,
1: Wisconsin is actually an unbelievable game. Because oh, I don't know sure. who's who's good and who's who's not good
0: between those two. Both teams suck, let's be honest. And then also, too, we have um i believe the sec i think the worst teams in that conference get playing too thursday though guys is an insane day thursday every single conference has four has four games throughout the day friday the same thing happens again except for the acc and the uh big east or in the or in the uh, semifinals and obviously saturday and sunday guys that's championship sunday so it's going to be a hell of a weekend ben It's always a pleasure hopping on here, talking sports with you. gets me fired up, man. Next week, guys, we will be back. We'll have NFL free agency. That'll be a huge podcast on uh, Wednesday because that is when NFL free agency kicks off. And then obviously we'll probably also the later, we'll probably do two podcasts today and also go ahead and knock out our uh, March Madness and whatnot, be on the lookout for our March Madness pool. Ben, any final words before we get out of here? Are we doing a bracket challenge this year? Absolutely, absolutely. I'll start hyping it up on Sunday, so we'll start getting people in there, and then Monday and whatnot. We had over fifty entries last year, guys, so I want to beat that. The more entries we get, we beat it the first the, year. The more people who pay, who uh, the more people or the more entries we get, the more people that will win money in our bracket pool. Ben did place for the boys last year, so hopefully, one of us can place once again. As always, guys. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for another episode of Hot Takes with CP3. It has been a long hiatus, guys, but the clock struck March. You know, after football season was over, me and Ben figured we'd take a little bit of time off for you guys. Come back with some solid content. We're going to ramp things up now with March Madness coming with the NFL draft, NFL free agency. Next week's going to be absolutely crazy, guys. We have the World Baseball Classic. We have NFL free agency starting, and we also have March Madness. So there'll be at least two podcasts next week. Ben, how's it feel to be back, man?
1: Feels great. The World Baseball Classic actually starts tonight. That is um, right.
0: Wait, who plays tonight? Doesn't it start like 11 p.m. though?
1: I think it's like the Netherlands and someone yeah it's it's on late at night. Um dude that's the hard yeah, like, thing
0: with March yeah, Madness I mean, it's just so hard to watch it, you know what I mean?
1: It's a congested time for sports right now because it, in a month in a month's time you're finishing um March Madness, the Masters, I believe I believe the Masters starts on the same week as college basketball finishes up.
0: Yeah, it does. And also NBA playoffs rolling around, MLB season yeah. starting. We got to get those MLB previews out there, guys. We got a lot of stuff coming. Let's put it that way. We took a little bit of time to recharge the batteries. We're rejuiced, energized before we get things started here. I do want to give a shout-out to my Kennesaw State Owls for making the tournament I mean, if, if you had told me I could take a bet that Kennesaw State wouldn't make the tournament for 20 years, I would have taken that. So it is just absolutely insane to see our program in there. I had to give him a shout-out. I actually went to the Atlantic Sun Championship game. It's so also got to knock off my bucket list going to an actual March Madness Conference tournament game. So that was cool. Possibly, depending on what region we're in, Ben, I'm trying to go to the game. Right now we're projected to be a 14 seed, so we could be in Birmingham or Greensboro. If we're out in out on the West Coast, I'm definitely not going. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. The thing that sucks too is you can't like go ahead and book your ticket in advance. It's one of those things because you don't know, find out until Sunday where you're going to be at. So
1: you want to play Alabama, sixteen versus
0: one? No, man, no. We're supposed. Hey, don't Ben, give us a little credit here. We're supposed to be a fourteen or fifteen seed. So you got to give us a little bit of credit there, man. We're not that bad. Come on now. Um. Anyway, though, guys, let's start things out here. Though, let's talk about a, a little NFL. We had the combine last week. Ben, let's talk about it, man. Look, me and Ben were texting back and forth. I wish we could have got on here. Said I wanted the Falcons to draft Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson goes out there at the Combine and does exactly what everyone thought he would. Ben, do you think all four of these quarterbacks are going to be off the board at this point before the Falcons even pick at eight?
1: No. Really? Yeah, I don't. Listen, I think the the Combine's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Individual athletes get to showcase their skills. I, I would believe... I feel like some of these drills and tests that these guys are doing are just, I don't understand how they help a football like, okay. The 40 yard dash. I understand that. That's that's a speed thing. I get that vertical jump for, for uh, wide receivers, defensive backs. I get that defensive lineman. Okay. They can bat balls down. I get that. But some of these drills look so out of touch and so old to me. I feel like the combine needs to be revamped into Mm -hmm. more football like drills, like. You know, I think they should make it like a football camp. I really do. I think you should do one-on-one corner versus wide receiver. I think you should do like short distance route running and long distance route running. I don't, I don't know if they do both. Like, so listen, the combine it. Every, every year you get amazed by someone and it translates to nothing. Let's, let's flash it back to like three years ago or two, whatever it was, Zach Wilson lit it up with that one pass. He rolled to his left. He threw it back, right? Like 60 something yards in the air. Zach Wilson's not even a starting quarterback in the NFL two, three years later. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, it's cool to see Anthony Richardson throw the ball from the 20 to the other 20, but realistically, that's just a Hail Mary throw in the NFL. Right. So it's, it's mm-hmm. cool that he can throw it that far, but those aren't game throws. What I have seen Anthony Richardson play in a game, what I have seen for Will Levis from a game is not remotely close to what we have seen from CJ Stroud, and Bryce Young. Right. One played at Alabama, has a lot of structure. One plays at Ohio State, a lot of structure. Kentucky has a couple moving pieces. Uh, and he looked better when he had some NFL talent like Wondell Robinson in 2021 and didn't in 2022 Levis and Florida, one of the most dysfunctional schools there is in D1 football right now. I get it. Levis and Richardson may have not had the same types of coaches and opportunities. This kid, Richardson, played 13 games in college and he probably impressed. Maybe in six of them, seven of them, he, he doesn't have that much impressive tape, so I get it. He looks flashy. He ran fast. He's Cam Newton size, Justin Field speed. I get it. On paper, it's fantastic. Can the kid read a defense? We don't know. In 13 games, he didn't look like he knew how to read a defense. Well,
0: Ben, I'm going to defend Anthony Richardson here a little bit, guys. This is the Florida State guy out here defending a Florida guy. Look, Anthony Richardson, last year before the college football season, I know you remember this, Ben. We came on and we said we're going to give our absolutely absurd predictions. We're not holding each other to it. And I'm pretty sure all of them are more terrible. But I said Anthony Richardson comes out and win and wins Heisman. Look, Anthony Richardson definitely didn't win Heisman. He had some games like the first game of the season against Utah where he played phenomenal and looks like he could be a first overall pick. Then he came out the next game in Kentucky and threw like nine completions the whole game. Look, Anthony Richardson is very inconsistent. He showed flashes though, and he showed that he got better as the season went on and whatnot. I think this guy's a project. Look, he is. A I don't lot. know if he I'm,
1: did his completion percentage in yards per pass did not increase by the game. But he played better in certain games. Like the Florida State game,
0: look, he played well he in that game. Like he played well in a lot of games the season went on. He wasn't exactly he had the best situation here. Look, I mean, if you look at a lot of the quarterbacks when they come to the NFL, I mean, look at Daniel Jones, look at Josh Allen, look at Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's as good as Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, guys. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is these guys were projects when they came to the NFL, and they turned out. I think Anthony Richardson has a high boom and a high bust. Like, I think his bust potential is with Jamarcus Russell in them, and I think his boom potential is with the best guys we've seen play quarterback in the league.
1: I agree with that. I think people give... Let me see how I want to... Okay, let's let's use Mahomes, okay? Is Mahomes better because he's playing with an Andy Reid system, gets to get coached by Andy Reid? Yes. Do I think Mahomes would be good no matter where he went? Yeah, I think he would have figured it out eventually, just maybe not right away like he did in year two, first year starting for the Chiefs. I don't know if there's that many quarterback gurus and great offensive systems in the NFL. We see a ton of turnover Mm -hmm. at the quarterback position. About a third of the league gets a new quarterback every year. It seems like.
0: No, I, I 100% agree with you on that one, Ben. Like it definitely happens. I mean, look at guys like, like you said, back to Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson still had a lot of getting better to you. I mean, even Justin Fields is kind of the same way, you know, it's just, just, like, look, when I look at Richardson, I think this guy is already a 10 at running the football as a quarterback. Like I think he can come in and be an elite running quarterback. His throwing stuff though, needs a lot of work. I don't think this guy's ready to be your day one starter by any means, but I think this is the type of guy that you draft and you develop, and I like I don't think this guy should play quarterback really at all his rookie year if he does maybe like the last four or five games. I think he needs time, but I think if he's developed correctly and you take the time with him and bring his confidence up and everything, I think he can be that guy. See, like, I think if the Texans draft Richardson, like he's going to be a Jamarcus Russell quarterback, you know, if that – but like let's say, for example, like a team like the Falcons draft him and they sit him behind him. I haven't seen the Falcons develop, you know, but like if he had Brian Dayball as his quarterback's coach and as his head coach, I would say for damn sure he's gonna be good. You know what I mean? So like it kind of is like one of those things more so with him, but he definitely was one of the combine superstars. You know, like you were saying with guys who go in the combine and ball out and look like bust. Remember Darius Hayward Bay and John Ross? Those guys somehow found their way in like the top 15. I don't think those guys caught 15 balls in the NFL. So it definitely can happen, Ben. But look, I think richardson uh, got see, a long- I,
1: I see Seattle getting Levis or Richardson as more of the project type quarterbacks. Yep. They just signed Geno to a three-year deal. I think they're guaranteed to sit behind Gino for a year. We'll evaluate, let's say they draft mm-hmm. Richardson, they'll evaluate Richardson in offseason number one, going into year two. If they think he gives them the best chance to leave, then guess what? You either trade Gino for two years, somebody yep. will take Geno Smith, or you just cut the money. They're not yeah. going to cut the money, but well, somebody G- would take Gino.
0: Well, they're guaranteeing 50 mil in the first year of his contract, so if they cut him, like, the... He, no, is going
1: to start year one. Yeah. Especially yeah. if they, unless they draft... They, they w- they're not going to draft Stroud or Bryce Young, who could probably start right away if they just gave Gino that deal.
0: Well, Gino is also still tradable too, you know, even with that deal. So
1: the same I think time- he's going to play for year one. I think mm-hmm. they're going to draft a quarterback and they're going to evaluate. And if they want to sit that young quarterback two years and then plan, then that's what they'll do. My, I would imagine they'd prefer him to sit one year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Ben, I didn't want to take that part because I knew you were on top of that. I actually got a notification about – two or three hours ago basically saying the same thing so ben told me that one yesterday on text so shout out to him for being out in front on that one
1: i think the 49ers could do the same thing to be honest with you maybe they don't love trey lance
0: i don't think they know what they got with trey lance you know exactly. like exactly we'll see. maybe they
1: draft another project type quarterback sit them behind lance or purdy i don't i forget when he's gonna be healthy then he move on from there. You well, can have a stable quarterbacks.
0: Well, the only problem is, though, I think the, I don't know if the 49ers even have a first round pick because I know they may, they have, may like, not. Trades, but yeah, I also not. don't think he'll be available there. I don't think he makes it past if Carolina, if he's there at nine, Carolina will definitely take him because Carolina needs a Probably quarterback play. desperately. Ben, speaking of all the quarterback talk. So Daniel Jones gets four years, one hundred sixty million dollars. Saquon Barkley gets the franchise tag. Lamar Jackson gets the franchise tag as well. But the type of franchise tag he got, guys, he is able – teams are able to uh, match the deal that he got. But the thing is, so if the teams give him a contract, the Ravens either match it or they have to trade for him and they have to give up two first-round picks. Yeah, so it's basically a qualifying offer. Ben, what do you think about what happened with Lamar? It appears that the Falcons, Dolphins, Raiders, Panthers, and one other team I can't think of have all dropped out of the sweepstakes after
1: this. Yeah, I I wonder why. Um, I feel like Atlanta makes sense. I feel like Carolina makes sense. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why they're dropping out. And that was quick to say that they are dropping out. Um, I think Lamar is extremely valuable. I think he's a good NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think he's a quarterback that can can win a championship. I really do. They didn't give him much help ever in uh, Baltimore. None. They 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 try to get receivers in free agency. None of them are that good. Um, they haven't really. But drafted I mean, it's not like they went receivers. out and got him
0: like t- yeah, like top tier. Like they were getting him like yeah. Sammy Watkins and like guys who were washed up on their fifth team.
1: Correct. Um, so I think yeah. Listen, I think a quarterback like him probably needs more help, mm-hmm. but he is so dynamic with his legs that he can create open space for his receivers he can work them open by getting outside the pocket forcing a linebacker to step up um I think if you ask Mark Andrews I think if you ask Mark Andrews in an injury did you like playing with Lamar he would say I love him they had a great connection I think if you just give Lamar weapons with the team I think he can be a very good quarterback and a championship winning quarterback I think what the Giants did was fantastic the Giants are; they have turned over a new leaf in management to where I think they're starting to make great decisions, good decisions rolling into great ones. They drafted well back to back years, in yeah. my opinion. Um, I think Dano Jones is worth keeping, especially on that contract. I think at thirty eight million a year, I want to say it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fair number for him, the way that the quarter market quarterback market is now and where it is heading. I think uh, Barkley, I, I got no problem franchise tag on a running back. Same. Um, I think we would have problems if they had signed Barkley to a four-year deal versus tagging Jones. So I think they did it great. I'm
0: 100% with you on that, Ben. I think the Giants did a great job on what they did. I mean, look, 160 mil over four years for Daniel Jones, 40 million a year isn't exactly what you wanted. But at the same time, I don't really know what they could have done better at the quarterback position by their draft position. They're not going to be able to get one of the guys in this draft class. I mean, look, Daniel Jones played his way into being a starter. I'm sure they have an out in there one way or another. The full details is not in there. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of like. the.
1: I was going to say, not to cut you off, the important uh-huh. part, the important part that I see yeah. is that not only are they bringing Daniel Jones back, they brought back the offensive coordinator.
0: Exactly. He finally
1: has that stability.
0: No, exactly. And where there's been a lot of turmoil, he's in the right spot. He has the right um, set of people around him. who are going to help him to succeed. I think this is a great scenario for Daniel Jones, the way that everything's playing out. To hit on the Lamar fact for Atlanta, Bim. I was actually thinking about this more. See, the thing is for Atlanta, I feel like it's one year too soon. I feel like when you look at a roster, there's so many holes. There's so many things that we need to replace on the team. I think we need all these draft picks, and we just can't afford to trade for Lamar Jackson right now because you're going to have to give up next year's first-round pick as well, and it eats up so much of your free agency cap states, which is your big assets. See, the thing is with Lamar, let him play it out this year. If he stays healthy – you're in the exact same spot again next season. I don't have a problem giving up two first-round picks next year for Lamar. I don't have a problem giving up two first-round picks to go up to the first pick to get Caleb Williams. I think the Falcons need one more year to establish where they're at in the division. You look at the division, Tampa Bay. They're of the worst caps place of any team in the NFL. They're gonna lose guys like Devin White in free agency, probably trade Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Tampa Bay is gonna hit a long-term rebuild here. And I mean they did the right thing to win a championship with Brady. Look at New Orleans, they just keep putting band-aids over to, uh, to cover the hole and stop the water from coming to stop the bleeding temporarily. At some point this thing's gonna fall apart for New Orleans. They've given up too much draft capital, they can't pay guys like Marcus Davenport. I mean, look, Derek Carr's a solid quarterback, but he makes you extremely average. He doesn't make you great. You know what I mean? It's not like they paid for greatness. This is not going to be a long-term fix for them at the QB position. I mean, Carolina and Atlanta, in my opinion, are in the same exact spot right now. Both these teams need a quarterback. Both these teams need a couple more pieces, and they are the team to run this division for years on to end. I would rather take our chances this year with whatever we can scrounge together at the quarterback position and wait until next year to go out and make the big splash and go all in on somebody.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with the outlook.
0: Plus, like, I mean, probably the Texans are going to have the number one overall pick again, and they probably won't be drafting a QB, so that just bodes even better for us there, that they'll be trying to trade the first overall pick.
1: Um, they're probably getting a QB this year.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. They're not going to need a QB in the draft, so they're going to be looking to trade that number one overall pick next year if that's the way the things go ahead and play out. Um, ben, what did you think? Any other big takeaways from the combine? I mean, what do you think about the whole Jalen Carter situation?
1: Uh, um, I think the timing of it is interesting. Same. Uh, obviously, investigations do take time. You remember when Todd McShay, like, months ago, tweeted about, like, character mm-hmm. issues? Yeah. Guess guess he had some scoop. Yeah, didn't um, you say
0: something, too, about Stetson Bennett being, like, a
1: head case? they Behind the scenes rumors, yes, I, I I happen to know someone who is uh, I'm not going to say his name, but who's involved in the agency world, and he can he can in the football agency world, and he can obviously get some stuff uh, information. There's there's scouts that yeah that believe that Stenson's just not all there mentally. Um, I I think it's tough when you go from walk on no one wants you to absolute hero. I I would be cocky. Um, I, I don't know how much of that is true, so I don't want to speculate too much. Yeah. The Jalen Carter thing, I'm not going to bring up my basketball player because that that's a different situation. It is, but they both they both didn't technically do it. Jalen Carter, he he got charged with what was the illegal action that he did, which was reckless driving. And then he pulled a couple different stories to a couple of different police, but he's not going to jail for him. I don't think he's going to fall that much. I really don't. If he was projected top three before, then maybe he goes top eight now. I don't think he slides like we saw, like, Laramie Tunsil slide. To I would love to see
0: him slide to Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see, like, a Laramie Tunsil slide where he's, like, yeah. top ten and then he goes, like, where, where did Tunsil go? Into the first round or out of the first round, maybe? No,
0: Tunsil still went. Let me look it up. I think he went like 12 or 13.
1: I think he was supposed to go like top five. I don't know. Maybe Carter similar than that. I, I personally don't see it. Um, I think teams will – they've conducted interviews. I'm sure they'll do more. Uh, if they don't find anything wrong with him, then this might just be bridge over water. Now, I'm not saying it – shouldn't lie to police. You shouldn't say you weren't there when you were there. Um, you shouldn't reckless drive, but kids make mistakes. Um, he, he didn't kill the person, the, the Georgia player or the Georgia Mm -hmm. staff member. He was not a part of that. He was just there. They say he was racing. I don't know if that was true. He got charged with reckless driving. I I don't know what else is there to do. I don't think he's a bad kid. Like, you know what I mean? One Mm -hmm. bad decision doesn't make you a bad person. Um... I guess it depends on the bad decision, I guess, in that case. I, I'd love to retract that, but I don't think Jalen Carter's a bad person, and I think he's a tremendous football player.
0: I'm with you on that one, Ben. Um, it looks like we are running short on time here, Ben, so we'll go ahead and move into the college basketball part, but trust me, guys, me and Ben are be back next week for tons more football stuff. we got a lot to talk about with NFL and with college basketball, too, as we're going to have the entire bracket out and – also, look out on Twitter and Instagram. We will be posting up for the bracket pool, as always, promoting that one. We had it over 50 entries last year, so I hope to do that well. Ben, let's go ahead and start things out here and talk about the tournament that's already gotten underway here. We have the ACC tournament. Currently, your number one seed, Miami, Florida, actually finds himself with the third-best odds at plus 340 to win this tournament. You have Duke at plus 280, Virginia at plus 300, North Carolina plus 600, Clemson plus 600, NC State plus 1,200. Ben, who do you think is going to win this tournament and why?
1: Ooh, the ACC. Who's the four seed? Duke.
0: The four seed is
1: Duke. Yes. The ACC is not quite the Big Twelve as a bunch of a crab shoot, but it's kind of a crab shoot. It's a crapshoot. Um, shoot. I would. I'm not betting on this. I'm gonna go with Virginia. Okay. I know that their offense can be sporadic. Uh, they can. cheat. I mean, they could go four to six minutes without scoring a bucket sometimes. Um. But the experience that Bennett has as a coach, some of their experienced players on their team, the most experienced team has got to be Miami and Pittsburgh in this conference. Both teams are filled with like 26-year-olds. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to go with Virginia. I, I, think, I think Bennett's the best coach in this league. I think he knows how to win championships. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on the one seed, and they're the two seed. So uh, I'm going to go with Virginia. I'm
0: going to go with... Miami to win it. Look, I watched a lot of ACC this year. I honestly hate the fact Miami's the number one seed because it's such a chalky pick by me. But like this thing's pretty high up for grabs. I just think Miami is the team that can play in transition. I don't see Syracuse or Wake Forest winner being able to beat them. Um, and I feel like they can take down Duke or Pitt, whoever gets out of that one. I also think NC State, though, is kind of a dark horse here. I mean, NC State, if they're able to win, they're going to have to play for the winner of Virginia Tech versus Notre Dame tonight. Then they would play Clemson, who, I mean, NC State plays this type of basketball that Clemson does not match up with. Clemson wants to play a slow game and toss it in. NC State wants to get out and run on you with great guard play. Clemson's kind of the opposite. I think they can run them out the gym, and I think they can do the exact same thing with Virginia and find themselves in the ACC championship. Therefore, I honestly think that NC State or Miami is your best pick. I think the way both those teams play, one of those two teams will be able to get out of here. I just don't see John Shire in his first year at Duke being able to get it done. So, And they've
1: been up and down.
0: Exactly. They've been so up and down. I mean, all these teams really have been. Um, Next conference we have up here, Ben, let's go with the uh, Big Ten. And currently, um, your odds to win the Big Ten tournament have the Purdue Boilermakers at plus 160. Um, your number two seed, believe it or not, here, guys, is Northwestern, who is at plus yeah. nine hundred. You have Indiana at plus fifty five, or at uh fifty five or five hundred fifty. You have Michigan State at plus six hundred, Maryland at plus seven hundred, Illinois at plus twelve hundred. Just to name out a few of the teams here at odds. Look, Ben, when I look at this conference, Maryland cannot beat anyone on the road. I, the fact that Maryland is that great of odds to me is insane. <laughs> northwestern in my opinion sucks i think they just got lucky running through this conference to shit show i can't take the chalk here with purdue i think michigan state sucks i think iowa sucks i think all these teams really suck in this conference i think they're pretty far down i'm gonna go with the three seed here with indiana i just think indiana has the best player and i mean honestly they've even regressed a little bit too i wouldn't even be shocked to see a team like michigan i mean michigan has big men we watched michigan play a don't remember if they beat Purdue or not the second time they played. I know the first time it was like a five-point game and came down to the wire. I think Dickinson and uh, Juwan Howard's son match up pretty well in the post with Edie. I wouldn't be shocked to see them bounce Purdue on out of there on the first day of competition. I just feel like Indiana, you know, that they have with their point guard, uh, hood, he's the double name hood. It's like hood Delfino or something like that. Him and Jackson Davis. I think those guys bring the most to the table in this conference. And ultimately I just think that they're the type of team that can get out of here with winning it.
1: I like Indiana as a choice. So just to be different, I'm going to go with Illinois. Okay. Uh, don't trust Brad Underwood as a coach, but not um, at all. A lot It's a team with a lot of transfers, a lot of experience from different schools. um, And I think you got to pick someone on the bottom half of this bracket um, with Purdue being the juggernaut up top. So, I mean, Illinois gets to play Penn State first. They then get to play Northwestern. Those are both very winnable games. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they're most likely either playing Maryland or Indiana. That's also a winnable game. Just give me a chance, a fighting chance to get to the championship. Uh, I'm going to take Illinois.
0: Yeah, the crazy thing too, been about this bracket, and honestly what makes me even think a little bit more that taking like a long shot like that is even smarter here – is, I mean, people forget Michigan was the two seed and then they lost on Sunday and went all the way to the eight seed. It was either the two or the three seed. That's how jumbled up this conference was after Purdue. I mean, Penn State's got a lot to play for here. They're on the bubble. I could even see Penn State beating Illinois and going on a run as well here. I mean, anything's open in this conference. I think this is a, if you're betting on these games, I think this is a great conference to bet on and just take these these underdogs on the spread. These teams are going to be playing with their heads on fire. It's going to be a hell of a fight in there. It's a total crapshoot once again. Um, Ben, let's go over here to the SEC, though, where your Alabama Crimson Tide are the number one overall seed. They're at plus 150 odds. Tennessee somehow without Ziegler or plus 300. Kentucky plus 450. Then after that, you got to go pretty far down to find good odds. You get Arkansas plus 1,200. I mean, Auburn plus 1,500. This team can't win on the road. Give me a break. Missouri plus <laughs> 2,500. Ben, what do you think about this one? This is your team.
1: I think if you're looking for value, which if in terms of betting, mm-hmm. The best value pick is Kentucky. Kentucky gets to play the winner of LSU, Georgia and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt I believe just beat Kentucky recently, that'll be they a did. revenge game. I don't think LSU I know LSU can't beat Kentucky. I think Georgia beat Kentucky this year as well. So two revenge spots I think for Kentucky, Big Blue Nation travels everywhere as we all know. I think they then would advance to play the winner of A&M, Arkansas, or Auburn. I mm-hmm. think that's a tough matchup. But I do think when you have the national player, the are on their team. And Coach, you know, like Coach Cal, like his team's gotten much better as this year's gone on. Now, they, they've had some slips. They've, they've fallen a couple of times. Like, they just lost to Vandy at home. Um, but they're starting to figure it out. There's a kid on their team who came back from injury this year, and he, he's a sharpshooter. He's number one, but I cannot think of his name. The team's much better. Uh, when he's been playing, I think if you're looking for value Kentucky. But if you're asking me as as a person, I mean, the Alabama Crimson Tide.
0: Yeah, look, Ben, when I looked through this one, I just think that Alabama is kind of, I, I think that like they're just kind of playing with house money in this tournament. I think it's just kind of like whatever to them. I think there's going to be a team that's hungry out here in March. It ends up de-seeding them. Texas A&M is the two seed. Like I like Texas A&M a lot. I think they're a really good team. But at the same time, like, I don't know if Texas AM is really going to go on a run here in this tournament. They do play well against the SEC, but I mean it's tough for me to pick Kentucky. Missouri's the four seed. I mean, like, what are we doing here? At this point, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm struggling to really pick somebody to win this thing. I'm gonna say Alabama, but I think the underdog value is on Arkansas. I mean, look at Arkansas. They can get they can get through Texas AM in my opinion. I think they can beat Kentucky. I mean, I just feel like Arkansas can go on a little bit of run here. We saw Texas A&M go on a magical run to the conference championship last year. I mean, what's keeping Arkansas from doing that again this year? You know, Ben?
1: The inconsistency, I would say, is stopping them. They've been probably the most di- – uh, actually, no, North Carolina. Arkansas has been one of the most disappointing teams for sure. college basketball. They had, like, the number two class in the country, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, they never. And,
1: and Musselman's a good coach. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why it feels like, man, I don't know. Sometimes these teams that are disappointing like that, that are in striking distance and they have that easy track or track. This is where they get on track and make that run. It's not easy
1: though. Their path is not easy. You got to play Auburn who who may not be great this year, but it's still still a good basketball team. And then you got to play A&M. Those are two tough games. And then probably Kentucky. So their road is very tough.
0: No, I am a hundred percent with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a tough road, but I don't like Auburn at all, all on a neutral court. I don't know. I feel like that they, don't get me wrong. They have a tough road, but I just feel like that it's something that they can come in out here and play out and come out at the right time. Cause I mean, they are very much they're ahead of the bubble. I mean, they got to beat Auburn for sure and play a competitive game in their second game. But I mean, if they didn't play, if they lose to Auburn. They're deaf. They, they might not even be in the tournament. So
1: yeah, it, it is wide
0: open in the sec for sure. Um, next up, we're going to the big East here. So, the Big East, your number one overall seed currently is going to be Creighton. Actually, that can't be right. Is Creighton is Creighton really the one seed? No, it's UConn. There you go. I knew I had last year's pulled up. I knew there was no way that was possible. UConn's the one seed. Their two seed is um Creighton out here. And so currently the odds for coming through this tournament, it's, or sorry. Wait, I thought. Yeah, this is completely, Mar- bro, this thing keeps giving me the wrong one. Yeah, Marquette is the one seed here. Marquette at plus 290. UConn's a favorite at plus 280. Creighton at plus 340. Xavier at plus 430. And somehow Villanova plus 800. Ben, what do you think here about the Big Ten tournament? Or the Big I East like tournament? I like
1: Creighton. I like Creighton. Um, this conference is a bunch of heavyweight title fights uh if i highly encourage everyone to watch a big big east game um like providence is gonna be unbelievable mm-hmm. um but i'm gonna go creighton i, I creighton I, I has a lot of experience on their team a lot of shooters on their team um they'll get to play georgetown or villanova first villanova's having a down year but it's understandable jay wright's not there anymore um and I, I, like Creighton, everyone thinks they're going to be a, a big tournament team. So you got to get hot eventually. I think they start their hot run now.
0: Yeah. Um. Also, just lost a bad beat on a layup with like five seconds left in the in the uh, <laughs> Louisville game. So shout out the refs for calling like twenty five fouls in the last minute to push this thing over. Unbelievable. But um, I mean, Marquette dominated this conference. They haven't had much success in the conference. This is actually their first time ever winning the Big East title outright in the regular season. I think it's UConn though. I mean, the fact the four seed is favored here for a reason. I think UConn's going to get hot and knock them out here in the first round, which makes me like Creighton even more headed into the NCAA tournament. I just feel like that UConn's out here with something to prove. There's a reason why they're favored at plus two eighty when they're the four seed here. I think UConn's going to get it done ultimately. Um, next up, Ben, let's go here to the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve. As always,
1: good luck.
0: As always, Kansas is favored. I mean, Kansas had pretty much won this conference tournament every single year in a row until that they ended up getting uh, knocked out in the COVID year due to having too many players test positive for COVID. I can't remember if they're defending champs or not from last year, but they are the defending national champions. Um, Currently, they have the best odds right now at plus 250. Texas is at plus 300. Baylor at plus 450. TCU plus 600. Kansas State plus 750. Iowa State at plus 1200. Iowa State did kick their best player, Caleb Grill, off the team. Or I don't know if he's their best player, but he's considered one of their best players. Ben, what do you think here? Crap
1: game. I will not be betting on this <laughs> conference. I uh, I think Kansas, Kansas has the best I think to me, I think he's the best point guard in the country. And Harris is it's just the turnover ratio is spectacular for two years in a row. Jalen Wilson's a go-getter, he's a bucket. Um they got a lot of t- uh uh Grady Dick can literally do everything. You need a deep three, got it. You need a clutch three, got it. Um their big three is tremendous between Grady Dick and uh Jalen Wilson and I'm blanking on Harris's name.
0: Dewan Harris? Harris.
1: Dewan Harris, yes, Dewan Harris Jr. Their big three is spectacular. Um guards win in March. Bill Self wins in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, I would just go with Kansas, but it's a no bet.
0: Yeah, you know, this one's tough for me to this one's tough, Ben, but I'm probably gonna go, I mean how can you not go with Kansas? You know, like Kansas always wins this tournament. I feel like not going with Kansas is just stupid at this point. So, I mean, as much as I want to go with Baylor here to win, I'm just going to go with Kansas. I mean, it makes too much sense to me. I will say odds wise, you might as well sprinkle on like Kansas state or Iowa state. If you actually want to take somebody, but let's be honest, you're better off using your money and betting it somewhere else and betting on a team to actually win this conference title. This is the best conference guys. I really think one of these teams is going to go deep in March madness. So, I'm going to go with Kansas. I mean, I feel like too bad every single year we kind of say the same thing. Like, the Big 12 is stacked at basketball. Who's going to come out here and win this tournament? Yet, somehow, every single time, it's Kansas. So, I'm going to give it the nod to Bill Self and the boys.
1: It's definitely the Bill Self Invitational.
0: Exactly.